0: Hello, Poke fans. Welcome to the Same Type of Tech Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short, your twice monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. I'm your host, Trainer Spike, and with me, as always, are my fellow trainers Slidekick, and Sulker. Pikachu, use Dodge! Today is March 18th, 2018, and this is Stabcast, episode 26, News Roundup. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to another episode of our Ventures into the Deeper Worlds of Pokemon. This week, we are catching up on our backlog of news so that we can get back to talking about some hot topics, but first, let's talk about our Poké Weeks. Sulkra, I'd like you to go first. Well, to start, obviously, uh, we've been watching
1: some of the anime again, so we'll be seeing that later in our episode. Uh, other than that, I've been doing a lot of traveling for work, so I haven't really had a lot of time to like devote mentally to playing any of the Pokémon games. However, I have been reading some of the manga set in the Kanto region, so I'll probably be talking about that once I finish all of the uh, chapters of that, which I don't remember how many books there are, but like probably like six or seven. Excellent. Uh, otherwise, I've been working on kind of coming up with a Fate Core hack for Pokémon. Uh, it's Fate Core is an RPG that uses four dice and that's it, and then a bunch of collaborative storytelling elements. So I'm going to be test piloting that with you boys and maybe one other person coming up soon. Uh, that's pretty much that's it for awesome. me.
2: I can't wait for, um, us to encounter the Island Guardian Toto Totomo. <laughs> you know he'll be there. Um, but that's it for me. What about you, Slagkick? Um, it's been a pretty light Poké Week for me, or Poké Weeks. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten back into Pogo at all. You know, we kind of talked about our issues with Pogo here, and, you know, the sp- spawners and hackers and crackers and whatever you may call them kind of just ruined the game in a lot of ways, um... For you. For me, yeah. Um, But, you know, still really enjoying the anime, like, a lot. Um, You know, I'm really surprised that, like, I legitimately get excited to watch the Sun Moon anime. Um, You know, definitely appreciating seeing a lot of um, merch kind of appearances on Twitter. So, you know, even when I'm not really having a heavy Poké Week, you know, still definitely engaging with, you know, the content online. I still consider that being part of my Poké life, you know.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um, My Poké Week has been pretty cool. Uh, definitely very involved in like following all the rumor mongering going on in Poke World right now. A lot of speculation involving the next announcements for the next mainline game, which, as far as we know, is you know something that they're aiming to release in the uh, fiscal year of 2018. So definitely <laughs> within
2: the next 365 days, basically, we're
0: definitely seeing a lot of signs indicating that it is coming. So that's really exciting. Um, you know, in my own Poke life, I think the biggest news has been I've started collecting the Pokemon Gallery figures, which I've been talking about doing for the last, like, year. Um, So far, I already have the Psychic Mew. I got the Magikarp that does Splash. And then last week, I finally got a Nyabi, a Litten. I'm like, Nyabi, what's its American name again? Um, That one is doing Ember. And it's really cool because the uh, Pokemon Center was actually sold out online of the Littens. I was really upset and worried I would never find one. But they restocked all of the Gallery figures when the gallery figure DX line made its debut with the Charizard DX figure that just came in stock uh, a week or two ago, finally. And so when that restock hit, I saw that uh, Nyabi was back in stock. I'm sorry, Litten was back in stock. And so I jumped on it immediately. And it is so cool. I'm super happy with it. Otherwise, uh, as far as the games go, just been looking and digging up all of my old DS games in order to start um, migrating my Poke Collection to Poke Bank and starting that project. Process and uh yeah, just some really exciting stuff. Ooh, so a couple things I wanna say about your
1: newsweek. Um the or not newsweek, your week your, your okay poke week. week. Um one, that Nabby figure or Blitten figure is super cute. Um and I definitely need to get the Rowlet one. I know I keep talking about that, but I need to get on it. And then secondly, regarding the rumor mongering, can we just touch on what like maybe three seconds? What is our hopes and dreams for Poke Smash or Smash Pokemon characters? Like just because I'm really hopeful we'll get some kind of Alolan Pokemon, hopefully decidui game. Lugarugan I could or like and rock <laughs> would probably be like a big one, I think.
0: I'm going to edit that pause out, but let the record show that there was five to ten seconds of us all just going like, duh, what? We watch that anime subtitled too much. Um, I think we will definitely see an Alola stage. I think that that is without a doubt going to happen. Um, I do think we will get a third evolution character as well um, from the Alola era. Um, But I don't think it's going to be Decidueye. I think Decidueye would be awesome. But I think... Think that, um, what does Litten become? Not Torah Cat, um, Incineroar. Incineroar. I think Incineroar is more likely in that, um, just because, uh, you know, it's a more, it's like a humanoid, like Grappler, which I think is a cool moveset that we maybe don't have a whole ton of in Smash already, whereas we do have several, like, bow and arrow users already in Smash. Um, I mean, we've got, like, Little Pre-Marina, Mac. Pre Marina, come got, on. Okay, no, but, but nobody's but... talking
1: about Pre Marina. Little Mac isn't a Grappler, though, he, he is a brawler. No, but, but before i got interrupted i was gonna say we've got Lil mac we've got captain falcon we've got bowser who's a grappler we've got is a
0: grappler but of the three you've mentioned so far that's the only one
1: i'm still not done ganondorf definitely a grappler because he can take your ass off the stage i'm just saying there are people who have those movesets i'm gonna hold out hope for my little burb
0: that's all i'm saying okay well and so psyche it sounds like your team Primarina over there
2: yeah she could have a little like siren song and like waves and i don't know fairy beam i would also also,
0: now that we don't have to worry about, like, 3DS development dragging the game design down... Plus and Minon. No offense to the 3DS, obviously. Plus one Mi- Minon? Really? Okay, but no. But, but I think we will see a Pokemon Trainer-type character come back, and I don't think he's going to have the Gen 1 starters anymore, because obviously Charizard in particular... Like, Charizard is now, like, a full-fledged character, and if you downgraded him back to being, like, one part of a Pokemon Trainer's repertoire, I think a lot of people would be right. Fully upset, so that makes me wonder. You know, if we do see Pokemon Trainer come back now, like what set of starters are we going to take? And to me, I think it would be really cool, although very unlikely based on historical precedent. But I still think it'd be really cool if Pokemon Trainer had whatever the new starters are going to be from the next gen Pokemon game.
1: See, I would be okay with that because if we look at like what Pokemon we've historically gotten third evolutions for in the game, we've got Greninja Water type, we've got charizard fire type i'm just saying it's about time to get some leafy green goodness in there oh crrr. it's not green. come on <laughs> grass exactly so that's all i'm gonna say i i just wanted to have this conversation i know it's not on the show roll but it's something that occurred to me that i thought we should discuss
0: yeah well we know a new smash brothers is coming it was announced earlier this month at nintendo direct we actually just talked about that over on gamebuy.org
2: GameBuoy.org.
0: so check that out after you've listened to this episode but um yeah no i actually think that we We'll definitely see more Pokemon representation. So that's a that's a really good talking point, Sulker. Um in fact, you know, I also think it wouldn't be out of the out of the realm of possibility to get Mimikyu as a playable character. That would be amazing, even if it was just
1: like an alt skin for Pikachu, but I
0: don't think that would be where it would go. No but, I, but that would be okay with it. Just like how we used to have Pikachu and Pichu. Pichu, yeah. You know, I, I don't think we'll see Pichu come back, but I could see them sort of twisting the expectation and subverting the expectation by having mimikyu fit that slot of like a smaller pokemon type
1: oh could you imagine a reveal trailer where it starts out like it's going to be pichu and then it just like gets
0: all horror and terrifying as mimikyu comes into the scene that would be amazing and exactly how those guys over at uh sora and obviously uh masahiro sakurai I, that's how they develop these kinds of things so I, I you saying that makes me think it's even more likely now yes okay well good that that's all I wanted to talk about, Slykick, Any final thoughts on this Smash connection?
2: No, I just hope we see some new Pokemon and new stages. I'd love to see Exeggutor Island be a stage. That oh, would be yeah. a good
0: one. That would. That really would. All right. Well, then, all that having been said, it's time to move over to our Poke News or News. Sulker, can you get us started? Sure. Our first story
1: today actually talks about something that Spike was just talking about. uh Poke Bank. So we have an announcement that Poke Bank for 3DS has started a new. Distribution event. Uh, all of the Final Form Alolan starters are now available uh, and are offered upon logging into the system. These are special in that they all come equipped with the hidden abilities of these Pokemon. Uh, the three hidden ability starters are Long Reach Decidui. Uh, the Long Reach ability allows the Pokemon to use its moves without making contact with the target. Uh, this hidden ability is exclusive to this Pokemon evolution chain. Uh, Intimidate Incineroar, uh, which I'm sure most of you know that Intimidate is the move that the Pokémon uses upon entering battle, uh, and lowers the abil- the attack stat of the opponent. Yes! Uh, and then finally, Liquid Voice Primarina. All sound-based moves become water-type moves. This move, or this hidden ability, is also exclusive to this Pokémon Evolution Chain. These special Pokémon will be available until October 31st, 2018, so be sure to download them before you forget! Uh, uh, what do you guys think about this special distribution?
0: I think this is really, really exciting. Uh, you know, obviously, I love all of these starters. As we've talked about here on the show quite a bit in the last year, I actually... This is kind of like my favorite set of starters in a lot of ways. So I'm stoked to be able to get all of them and then obviously breed some babies. So I'm hella hype. What What about you, Slaggy?
2: Yeah, I also really like all three of these starters in their final forms. So, um, you know, definitely... Um, um, almost makes me, I mean, I'm not going to start over Ultra Sun. So maybe I'll have to pick up Ultra Moon or something and do like a run through with the three of those and just kind of do like a dream team.
1: Honestly, for me, this is going to be the best way for me to get Pre Marina because she's the only starter I haven't come up with. And I know I used the she pronoun there, but it's Pre Marina, and she is glorious no matter what her gender. Uh, and that's it on this
0: story. I believe, Spike, you have the next one? Indeed, indeed, I do. We have word here in Japan of an upcoming event for a code distribution for Lugia. This is tied into the upcoming Pokemon movie, Everyone's Story. This is the 21st Pokemon movie, and people who pre-order tickets will get serial codes to download a level 100 Lugia. Pre-orders will start on April 13th and end on July 12th. The Lugia will have the hidden ability Multiscale and will know the moves Aeroblast, Hurricane, Defog, and Tailwind. Lugia normally can't learn her hurricane. As a result, a lot of people are nicknaming this Lugia Wind Lugia. Uh, What do you guys think about this distribution? Ultimately, I'm upset that it's only happening in Japan because I doubt we'll get a cinematic release here in the States. Um, Yeah, but I would still expect the promo to run here in some form.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we get a form of this distribution, I'll be really excited to get Wind Lugia, uh, just because it does look like it has some potentially interesting uses, though I doubt it'll obviously be like turning level, or allowed at tournaments at any rate. Uh, What about you, Psychic?
2: I've always been a fan of Lugia, so uh, definitely cool to see a cool distro event with him. Excellent, excellent. Asagi, uh, I think you have this next one? Yeah, so tying into that, we have trailers available for the next Pokemon movie, which is called Pokemon the Movie Everyone's Story. It features Ash and Pikachu in a... Minna no Monogatari. ...in a hunt for Lugia with a set of brand new characters, including um, a lot of um, Sun and Moon representation. There's like Meryl, Tokapi, Toto. Smoochum, Sudowoodo. Did you um, just say a lot of sun and moon representation? I meant to say gold and silver. Excellent. Um, so interesting that it seems to be following the footsteps of Pokemon the movie. I choose you, and kind of starting to do like alternate canon retellings of you know the game worlds. What do you guys think about this? Well, and I have seen a lot of hardcore Pokemon
0: folks because um, you know I've, like I said earlier, been really involved in like the chatter going on right now in the Pokemon community like i've been a lot deeper in it lately than maybe is normal for me i've seen a lot of speculation that this movie does serve as a direct sequel to Pokemon the movie i choose you and i, I agree i think that's a very interesting uh, direction for them to go and it makes me wonder if we won't see that reflected in uh, whatever the upcoming Pokemon mainline game is uh sulker you know it's i'm glad that you said that
1: because i was going to ask if this was a direct sequel and i like that there are rumors pointing in that direction because i did really like what uh, Pokemon I Choose You the movie did Uh, so I'm hopeful that it is a continuation and that it does impact the next generation of Switch games or I mean I know we're getting Pokemon Switch we just don't know what it's about yet so I hope that this is
0: something along those lines. Excellent excellent. Alright well with all that having been said does anyone else have anything else to say about the trailers for the next Pokemon movie? Nope not currently. Alright well then Sulker I think you have the next news story. Since we're already on a Lugia kick
1: why don't we talk about the that uh, Lugia has returned to Pokemon Go as of March 16th. Uh, Lugia is back in game for a limited time only. Uh, after April 2nd, this legendary bird will be flying the coop again, so uh, make sure if you you didn't get one during the original distribution of Lugia, uh, you want to get in and uh, try to find this Pokemon as soon as possible. Uh, this psychic flying combo uh, can now be caught in raid battles as usual, so uh, following the standard rules there. Uh, the newly released Lugia does have a powered-up version of the move Sky Attack, uh, which is a flying-type move. Um, if you happen to have some trouble catching this Pokémon in its uh, current release, you can log into to Pokémon.com, where there are several tips for taking on Lugia. Uh, some of the highlights are reminders that it is weak to dark, electric, ghost, ice, and rock-type attacks, uh, and that Lugia can use flying, psychic, water, and even dragon-type attacks, so you'll want to tailor your party to uh, be ready for the those type of moves. Uh, the most valuable player Pokemon against Lugia is Tyranitar. Uh, it has dark type advantage over Lugia's psychic attack. It's rock type trumps Lugia's flying type, and it is currently the most powerful Pokemon available in Pokemon Go at this time. Wow. Uh, recommended moves for tra- Tyranitar in this uh, encounter would be Bite, Crunch, or Stonehenge. Uh, if you're still struggling, you can go ahead and read the full tactics theory over at Pokemon Pokemon.com, or by following our link in the show roll. Uh, what do you guys think about Lugia's return to Pokemon Go? Let's start with Slagkick this time.
2: Yeah, uh, glad to see Lugia getting out there, um, you know, repping for that All-Stars run, I guess. Um, you know, again, I don't do any of the raids or anything, but I'm glad that people will have the opportunity.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, I will take it from here, you know, I'm a big fan of Lugia. I also super, super, super want a Lugia and don't have one, so I'm actually... Exactly one of those kinds of people <laughs> that Psychic was talking about. I am definitely going to go look at the full tactics theory link over at our show roll, because I definitely need a Lugia. Um, but you know what else I'm going to follow a link to over on our show roll is to this adorable post over at the Pokemon website. Um, they're basically talking about how large the new Detective Pikachu amiibo is that's going to be coming out on the 23rd, which is this week. I can't believe like we're already here Basically, you know, this Pikachu Amiibo is over five inches tall, so it's one of the largest Amiibo—not the very largest, but one of the largest—and they did this really adorable post where they basically compare the Amiibo to like various things. So it's like, oh, here's Detective Pikachu Amiibo next to a Pikachu game card. Here he is next to a new 3DS. Here he is next to a 3DS game case. I, I just thought it was really cute, and it really emphasizes why, uh, you. You know, this is a little bit of, like, a premium-priced Amiibo, but why it's kind of worth it, in my opinion. Uh, I definitely plan on getting a Pikachu, Detective Pikachu Amiibo, and the Pikachu, Detective Pikachu game for 3DS when it comes out on the 23rd. What about you guys? Uh, Slykick? let's start with you.
2: Yeah, Um. as much as I would wish that things were just coming to Switch, which is, like, my basic gaming <laughs> complaint all the time, um, P- Detective Pikachu does look really cute, and the Amiibo is great. Sulker? Sure.
1: All I'm going to say is this is the most hype I've ever been over five inches. So, uh, but but the Pikachu uh, Detective Pikachu Amiibo does look really cool. It does look like it's about to like scream at you in its dandy, Danny Danny DeVito esque voice, which I love. So yeah, I'm really excited to get this uh, Pokemon Pikachu Amiibo. So that that's my thought. The pecan Sandys,
2: <laughs> Pika Sandys. So um, we have news from Pokemon.com that the next season of um, Pokemon Sun and Moon here in the States will be referred to as Ultra Adventures. Oh, god damn.
0: Interesting. So uh, the synopsis for this is actually really interesting. When Ash sees the legendary Pokemon Solgaleo and Lunala in a dream, he makes a promise to them. But when he wakes up, he can't remember what it was. Um, This actually sounds like a really weird like revisiting of some of the plot lines from the game and even from the previous season of the anime Um, we know that it is going to involve the Aether Foundation Um, but something that's interesting you know is that based on where the show is in its current run in Japan like it feels like a lot of the plot points other than the Aether Foundation stuff have already been covered in the anime so definitely very interested in seeing what they're gonna do with this and like it definitely looks to me like they're introducing some of those Ultra Sun Ultra Moon story beats and after that I'm not really sure where they're gonna ago. What do you think, Sulker? Uh, I mean... I just always think it's weird that they
1: do the rebranding in America. Just just keep calling it Sun and Moon. Like, I don't know why we need to do different names for different seasons. Marketing. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, like, I ain't got time for all this extra nonsense when I'm referring to episodes of the anime. Like, whatever. It's Like, I'm excited for the anime itself, but let's keep away from all these extra weird names. Also, I'm glad we talked about or we watched the episodes we watched before we looked at this particular uh, image that they have up on the website for it, and yeah. we'll get into that when uh we talk about
0: the anime this week indeed because that was one of my favorite parts of the episodes we watched for this week's discussion anyway sulker i believe you're the next uh news story here so let me
1: ask you boys haven't you ever wondered what it's like to have a conversation with pikachu no i've played
0: pikachu ganky to chew or pikachu fuck you to chew as it's known (laughs) in some regions
1: well no need to worry any longer thanks to google home and amazon alexa Uh, You can talk to Pikachu about anything really, but you can also ask it to do moves for you. Try asking Pikachu to do Thunderbolt Attack and see what happens. Pikachu can tell you funny stories and sing Happy Birthday for your special occasions. All you need to do is ask the device to open Pikachu Talk and you can get your PokePal to get chatting with you. Um, So obviously I wasn't expecting any real answers when I started asking these questions, but I'm so glad you guys did. But uh, I'm really excited. I plan on using uh My Google Home tonight to start chatting with Pikachu. Uh, what do you post- guys think Please about post this some story? Video
2: on your Twitter or something.
1: I mean, I probably will. But what
0: do you guys think about this new story? I think I-
2: it's really cute.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, this is such a dumb, silly, collaborative thing for them to have done. But like, also, Pikachu is amazing and adorable, and I love the idea of him like peeking out at you. Like, it just sounds awesome. Yeah, like the article even says like you can ask Pikachu to like say pizza ten times. <laughs> And it will probably just be saying, Pikachu, 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 etc. <laughs> Could you imagine before you you go to bed, you're like, Pikachu, say pizza 148 times. I would fall asleep to that. Don't, no lies detected. Pikachu, 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 Guess Pikachu, what we're going to be hearing Pikachu, tonight, Pikachu, Spike? Pikachu, Pikachu,
2: Pikachu, Pikachu.
0: And so on. <laughs> so on. Uh, like like anything, anything else to p- say about that. Pika, Pika,
2: Pika, 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 Pikachu. Pika, pika, pika. Well,
0: all right. (laughs) Yeah, that about sums it up. Spike, take us to the next news story, please. Take it to the bridge. Uh, We also have word here that Bulbasaur is going to be the next featured Pokemon available for the Pokemon Go Community Day that will be occurring on March 25th that is going to be happening from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. UTC and players will get a three times catching experience bonus and three hour lures as a bonus. Oh wow. The Bulbasaur's previously unrevealed exclusive move is going to be Frenzy Plant and that will be learned when he evolves into a Venusaur but only during the time period of this event. So you better get to catching and you better get to training real quick. Let me I know that you both have some issues with Pokemon Go, but this to me seems like a cool promo and one I want to take part in. Did it have that effect on either of you? Let's start with Sulker. Uh, I'm probably not
1: going to do this, just because, like I've said in the past, Pokemon Go doesn't really have too much of a driving force or pull on me anymore. Um, I know that a lot of my friends are still into it and will probably be doing this. If, by chance, we don't have anything going on next weekend and they are going to be doing this event, maybe we... we you know, tag along or whatever. But I guess uh, that's really my only thought on it. Like, it's cool that they're giving Bulbasaur this focus and giving it a special move. But again, I don't really play Pokemon Go anymore. What
2: about you, Slykick? Yeah, probably unlikely unless, like, I happen to be out with you guys and uh, we hit some Poke Stops because, like, I'm not paying for Pokeballs anymore. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what we're all doing next Sunday. All right. Well, Slykick, I think you have the next news story.
2: Yeah, this is. About the 2018 International Challenge for March. This is, um, you know, using the global link. So the competition will go from Friday, March 23rd to Sunday, March 25th. So that's also this weekend. You'll be limited to 15 battles per day. And yeah, that's about it. Excellent.
0: And so, you know, um, the top players in each like age division of this competition will receive championship points. Um, Those are actually, they contribute to your chances of earning an invitation to the Pokemon World Championships. So, um, you know, definitely if you're a part of the Play Pokemon program, you have a player ID already, um, you have your Pokemon Trainer Club account all ready to go, you can uh, take part in this event. And um, definitely, you know, if you're interested in competitive Pokemon, I think this is a a really good opportunity to obviously partake. If you're interested in getting involved, this would make a great first step for you. So definitely something that uh, I would encourage people to look into. Too, if they want to get involved in competitive pokies
1: yeah and so it looks like there's also a 15 battle limit per day so uh if you really are interested in getting these championship points i'd recommend you start on day one get your 15 battles in and then uh keep that up through all of next weekend uh, i think this sounds like a really cool uh opportunity for people who are really in intro- into getting into more of the professional pokemon playing scene and what about uh you guys are either of you guys planning on getting in on this oh heavens no this is not not a thing that yeah. I do. I mean, I love breeding and raising and all that, but I am just not great at competitive Pokemon gaming.
0: <laughs> yeah, me either. So uh it'll be cool to see, you know, if we hear anything coming from this. But well, y'all can do it online from your own home, or more likely from Yeah, but I, I'd have to like,
2: I'd have to like make sure that my team's ready and that they all have the TMs that I want them to learn, and I just don't know if I'm ready for that kind of pressure. I mean, you got a weak
0: girl, make it happen, right? Uh, for those of you out there in internet radio land. If you're interested in participating but you haven't yet opted in to play Pokemon or the Pokemon Trainers Club, let this serve as, you know, your kick in the butt to get it going because it's not too late to sign up. We will link to this story over at Stabcast.org Stabcast.org
2: stabcast.org.
0: So you should definitely check it out Oh, I sound like a uh, (laughs) Kapoof Sulker, I believe you have the next news story Yep, Uh, In Pokemon card
1: game related news, uh, in Japan we have an announcement of charisma of the wretched sky which is japan's sun and moon uh, seventh set uh, this is due to release on june 1st and will feature 96 cards uh, interesting that the article here notes that there this is excluding the 2000 secret rare cards which i don't exactly understand what that means uh, the american release is slated for august of this year uh, and will be under a different yet to be named title uh, the set's mascot will be rayquaza GX, meaning this set will have a focus on Hoenn Pokemon, uh, as the previous Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon sets uh, have had a focus on the other regions. Uh, For example, Sun and Moon 6, Forbidden Lights was focused on more Kalos region cards. Uh, Additionally, this news article points out that uh, the Japan collectible card game collectors can take note that on July 13th new GX starter decks will begin releasing. There will be nine decks in total, Lorantis GX, Charizard GX, Lapras GX, Raichu GX, Mewtwo GX, Lycanroc GX, Yveltal GX, Metagross GX, and Xerneas GX. Uh, Each of these decks will come with 60 cards and cost about 500 yen or an approximate $5 uh, American. Uh, It is unknown if these will be standard reprints or new art cards and uh, no word if these will be releasing in America. Uh, What do you guys think about the two different parts of this story, uh, both Wretched Sky and the uh, GX starter decks. Let's
0: start with Spike. Well, so I'm excited for the Wretched Sky expansion. Uh, Obviously, we will have a bit of a wait since it won't be here until August, but definitely looking forward to it. I like Hoenn a lot. I like Rayquaza a lot. So definitely looking forward to that. I'm also really hoping that we get some of these GX decks here. I would love to pick up like a Mewtwo GX deck or a Charizard GX deck or a Yveltal GX deck. So definitely cool though i do presume that if they do come here they'll be at like that 15 dollar price point that is more common for our, for our decks to run yeah um, w- what do you think Slidekick?
2: kick yeah um i would say that i'd probably be more immediately excited about the gx decks i mean i don't know just because that's i typically you know get back into the game by picking up a new deck and you know playing around with it so yeah fantastic
1: um and for me, like, obviously I'd really like to get some of these, uh, GX decks, uh, if they do come out here. I anticipate they will be closer to that $15 price point as well, but I could also see potentially a, at a $10 price point, but likely won't be happening that way. Either way, I will likely at least get the Mewtwo and Charizard GX decks. Um, Re, the, uh, Sun Moon 7, Charisma of the Wretched Sky, I mean, obviously I'm always interested in getting new cards from each deck or each set, so, uh. Um, Uh, I look forward to that August release date. Uh, All that having been said, Spike, I believe you
0: have our next story. I do. This is word that starting yesterday, or I'm sorry, starting two days ago, um, trading card game collectors who spend the local equivalent of $20 or more on select trading card game products in the UK, Ireland, France, and Italy will be able to get a pack of three limited edition cards featuring Ash's Pikachu. Now, there are actually six limited edition cards cards in all um, in japan you know they were kind of tied into uh pokemon the movie i choose you um, it's interesting that we're seeing this release in the uk ireland france and italy but not here in the u.s so that's a little um what the hell's going on with that guys <laughs> but uh basically the stores that are going to be supporting this are game uh, waterstones smiths so you know basically the places you're going to be going for this product in the first place uh, definitely very interested in what if any release for this these cards we will be seeing here in north america but i i dig them the art is hella cute and i want them all what about you guys i think we will likely not get this here it's just the sense that i get
1: from kind of how this distribution's working out i would obviously love it if we got the same promo here although i feel like we had a similar ashes hat pikachu promo recently so yeah it was not all these cards but we did yeah so yeah i mean i wish that we could like honestly i would just buy these like if they were like here buy these for twenty dollars i would buy seven cards for twenty dollars these specific cards, absolutely, or six or seven, however many of six. them there are. Uh, what about you, psychic?
2: Yeah, it's just, I mean. It's it's hard to tell, especially, you know, sometimes we see these things come out, sometimes we don't, so it's just like, <laughs> there's so much coming out in the card world, like, constantly that I just, I don't even know anymore.
0: All right. Well, then, I believe Sulker has our next story. Sure. Uh, this
1: one's a rather light piece of news. Uh, the Forbidden Light Eliner... Eh, eh, Is trainer. it a
0: forbidden light piece of news? That was the joke...
1: <laughs> Rude. Uh, Forbidden Light Elite Trainer Box has been announced. Uh, the Forbidden Lights Elite Trainer Box will feature Ultra Necrozma, Co- and uh, the box will have a black and yellow color scheme. Uh, like all Forbidden Light products, it'll hit the store's shelves on May 4th. Um, really, all I have to say about this news piece is that the box art looks pretty cool. It'll likely follow the standard Elite Trainer Box uh, sets that we've seen in the past, in terms of having some energy cards, having a few stars packs, coins, damage markers, etc. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I'll definitely be buying this Elite Trainer box, uh, despite the fact that I don't have any space to store them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about this one. Uh, Slykick, I know that you have some pretty like thoughts about these things,
2: etc. What do you think about this? Yeah, basically just, um, I want them. Stop making me want to give you my money, Pokemon company. Yeah, I 120
0: pounds will pick this up. I love these Elite Trainer boxes. I've talked about all the whys over the last like year. Also, can I just say the art on the actual box for this totally makes me think of like the stained glass designs in Kingdom Hearts. And I yeah. think he wants it even more. <laughs> yeah, that's you. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally gonna buy one of these. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's such a great way to get into a new expansion. I, I just, I can't wait. Yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah, I think you have our final news piece for the day. Yep, this also has to to do with forbidden light this is a three-pack blister it features a reprint of garbador from guardians rising this is one i will definitely be picking up because it's a alternate art garbador because it you it's it me that's awesome yeah, so, yeah I will... maybe i will get that uh you know uh ultra necrozma and then pick this up too excellent
0: yeah that's that's great i'll definitely be picking one of these up and i'm noticing that at least based on the art assets that have been released so far we are finally getting a return of a coin Ooh. i mean i don't know that a coin has ever gone away i just think that it's
1: still there we have definitely seen a lot less a coin how dare you i mean a coin is still in the in the packs it's just i don't think we see them in the stories as much
2: well it's time for a coin to shine <laughs> All right. Anyone else
0: have anything else to say about these blisters? Nope. All right. Well, then, Sulker, if you can lead our discussion on the next three anime episodes of Sun and Moon. Sure thing. Uh, So,
1: like Spike just said, we'll be talking about three episodes uh, of the Sun and Moon anime. Uh, These three episodes kind of close out the trainer's times on Akala Island. Uh, The episodes are Currying Favor and Flavor or Curryficient Battle, uh, The Lentalis Dance. Uh, and I'll I'll talk about the other two as we get to them. Uh, the synopsis for this episode: Olivia and Professor Kukui send the class out to find ingredients for a Colin Curry in groups of two. The team of Ash and Malo find their tasks more challenging than expected, especially in getting past angry Fermentis, Parasect, and Alolan Diglett. Their search for the final ingredient brings them face to face with the totem Lorantis. Ash and his Pokemon must Pokemon must now battle Lorantis and its partner cast form but there may be more to this than meets the eye uh, so this episode starts off with uh ash dreaming about having a fight with olivia uh, for the totem or not totem challenge a grand challenge on akala island uh, and it's clear that he is having some fear over it as the dream turns into a nightmare uh, when he awakes in the morning they end up going to talk to olivia and he tries to challenge her um, but she like tells them basically like we need need to have you do uh, an island challenge before you can get to the point of doing the Grand Trial. Uh, so, as stated previously, they do have to go off on these uh, different hunts for the foods, um, and Olivia asks Molo to stay behind and impart some secret to her. Uh, we get some cute sequences of Ash and the is it Four Mantis? Is that what they're called?
0: A uh, Mantis, I think?
1: Yeah, so, uh, like, a sleeping area filled with them as they're trying to get a berry they need. Um it's just cute fun like trying to not wake these pokemon up uh, and eventually getting like spored by a parasect and like having to not sneeze. It's great fun. They end up getting the berry and moving on. Uh second part takes them into a diglett tunnel uh in which uh Iwonko essentially or sorry Rock Ruff. Yeah, Rock Ruff. Ash uses his Rock Ruff to essentially find the scent of Diglett and then directs the team away from them, Uh, which brings us to the final area where they end up in a jungle with a bunch of berries in a, a stump. Uh, and Ash finds the miracle seed that they need in order to complete the curry. Uh, they get attacked by the Lorantis, uh, Lorantis, Formantis, whichever one. Lorantis, the Totem Lorantis, uh, which then uh, calls Cast Form to use Sunny Day, which then powers up its Solar Blade. And uh, essentially, Ash has to fight this solo as Malo, for whatever reason, is staying out of the fight. Uh, they do eventually beat both Cast Form and Totem Lorantis. Uh, Turns out that Olivia and Kukui have been watching this whole time, as this was the island challenge that she had mentioned beforehand, Uh, and then she basically tells Ash that it's time for his grand trial. Uh, Also, Malo had been in on the fight, uh, or in on the secret of this being his trial, so uh, she had stayed out of it specifically to let him succeed here. Uh, And Ash also got the Grassium Z, so he now has another Z crystal for his arsenal. Uh, What do you guys think about this episode? I
0: thought this was the start of a a really strong set of three episodes. Um, You know, when it first started and it was kind of in media res, I was a little bit like, wait, did we miss an episode? Uh, So to find out that it was a dream sequence, that first bit where um, Ash was fighting Olivia, that was like, oh, okay, thank goodness. Um, I thought this was going to be a super fillery episode when they're like, oh, find ingredients for this curry. And I'm like, okay, bitch, I like curry a lot, but it's time to move the plot forward. And then they did, so I-, I ended up really enjoying it. I thought that the actual like action sequences were really well done, really well animated. The Totem Lorantis fight in particular, when it was doing like Solar Blade, I'm like, this looks just like a freaking Shonen anime. I'm super here for it. Um, I-, I just overall, I thought it was a good episode. It moved the story along. It had great animation. All of the things that I'm looking for were definitely present. What about you, Saggy?
2: Yeah, I was happy to see the Totem Lorantis fight represented. You know, uh, I you know. I- I've definitely appreciated the non-game related episodes but it's nice to see that they're starting to pick that story up and it was a lot of fun uh to see how it played out yeah absolutely great yeah
1: i really liked this episode a lot uh i thought it was a nice way that they brought in that uh curry making mini game so yeah i liked it uh let's talk about our second episode of the week trials and determination or Leechy's grand trial the hardest pokemon match uh the synopsis for this episode is is the time has come for Ash, now armed with his new Grassium Z Crystal, to face Olivia and the Akala Island Grand Trial. uh Rockruff wants to battle Lycanroc even before the trial gets underway. Uh, this will be a, a double battle. Olivia brings out Probopass to partner her Lycanroc, and Ash cho- chooses Rowlet to partner Rockruff. Uh, the battle is intense with both Olivia and Ash using Z moves. Uh, with Ash's new Grassium Z move, Bloom Doom, Rowlet defeats Probopass, but then the unthinkable happens Rockruff wants to battle Rykenrock so fiercely that it attacks Rowlet without thinking when Ash orders Rowlet to help Rockruff. Rockruff is horrified by what it's done but Ash forgives and encourages his Pokemon uh, and Rockruff goes on to defeat Lycanrock Olivia presents Ash with a Rockium Z crystal and tells him that Rockruff may evolve soon Tapu Lele appears to honor Ash and Rockruff. So the synopsis carries a lot of the description of this episode for me so uh we'll just talk about some of the highlights here uh so yeah Rockruff is super ready for the fight from minute one uh even as ash is trying to figure out how to use the grassium z crystal with malo kind of showing him some of the moves that he should be doing and that he's doing incorrectly show me your moves uh we see that like uh rodom dex is even like yeah you're about 53 percent accurate with that z move like we need to figure out how to get you there
0: <laughs> sassy robot Yeah,
1: uh, sassy undead robot bitch because it's a ghost type. Um, the fight itself is pretty good Uh, we see Olivia using stealth rock to kind of lock Rowlet and Rockruff into one kind of position on the uh, arena Uh, Ash counters this by using Rowlet to fly both itself and Rockruff around the the stage Um, some pretty cool usage of like magnet bomb by Olivia Uh, otherwise like the fight plays out as otherwise described Uh, I think the saddest part of this episode is when uh rock Ruff does like get attack rowlet just out of like instinct of wanting to fight like rock uh because we see that flashed back to in the next episode which we'll talk about in a bit uh i really like the animation in this episode i thought it was very well done uh what do you guys think about this episode let's start with sly kick this time
2: yeah i thought this was super hype um it's good to see another i actually like i thought it was even more hype than the other grand trial um you know like there was a lot of of like a uh, you know good action and uh, it was really cool to see Olivia using her moves and uh, yeah it was like really like when Rockruff was having kind of his um, teen angst so to speak um yeah I, I actually like was getting really invested in it being like oh my god he's like lashing out and then like oh he feels bad like i actually wasn't like really like i actually was like really invested in it definitely
0: feel you there uh how do you feel about this episode spike yeah i thought this was another really great episode i was really emotionally invested um i thought that the fight was really um presented in like a really cool way with like the i ca- I was calling it a nose pass but i guess according to these show notes the english name is a pro Probopass? Right.
2: Nose um, is the version, the uh, evolution before. I forgot too.
0: Okay. So um, I thought that the way that Olivia used Probopass in the fight was actually like really cool. I mean, obviously I'm one of those people I get a little like, God, the anime fights aren't like the game fights at all. This is so dumb. And even despite the fact that I'm normally one of those people, I was like living for the way that like Stealth Rock was presented in the show. I'm sorry, your body language said you were going to say something sulker no i was just waiting for you to finish um i thought that you know obviously i was super upset when um Rockruff accidentally attacked rowlett which obviously we've all talked about but like i don't even normally like rowlett that much i mean let me rephrase that i like rowlett tremendously but i normally like seeing bad things happen to rowlett because it's just like the lovable goof that like is clumsy or whatever but like that actually had me like really upset for poor little rowlett so um, i just i thought this was another really great episode it was really really nice to see the story get carried on to see so much like, is can it be character development when we're talking about Pokemon personalities being developed? Definitely 100% like we, we've had Pikachu on this show for years
1: and he had less development personality wise than uh Rockruff had in this episode. Yeah, we
0: had a lot of character development for I would say Rockruff and for uh, Rowlet actually so I thought that was really great. I just overall was very impressed with this episode super into it and um honestly like I was so hyped that I wasn't even planning on watching the next episode after this and i ended up watching another episode because i was like so into it so i'm sorry that i'm done what were you gonna say sulker oh no i was just going to say if
1: that's all of our thoughts on uh this episode then we should actually talk about the third episode um that everyone was very hyped for based on last the second episode uh, rising from the Ruins, or Iwanko and the Guardian Deity of the Ruins of Life. Uh, the synopsis for this episode is Rockruff, now close to evolving, goes off on its own during the night and encounters Akala Island Guardian, Tapulele. Rockruff battles Tapulele but is easily defeated. Concerned for Rockruff, Ash and Pikachu chase after and find Rockruff, but Rockruff attacks Ash and immediately, ashamed, runs away. The next day, everyone else joins the search for Rockruff. Including Olivia's lichen rock. Rockruff injured from falling into a river is found by both Olivia, Olivia's and Gladion's lichen rocks and brought to the ruins of life. Ash arrives with Olivia and Professor Kukui in time to stop the island guardian from battling the two lichen rocks. Using energy from Ash and both lichen rocks, Tapu Lele heals Rockruff and then evolves into Dusk form Lichen rock. Uh, so I don't know that the synopsis actually captures the best parts of this but let's talk about that uh, so we do get the sequence of Rockruff going out and fighting uh, Tapu Lele on its own uh, which was interesting because at times it seemed like uh, Tapu Lele was playing around with it but other times very annoyed and wanted to like beat it down um, again, it w- like Rockruff is clearly going through hormonal teenager nonsense as it attacks Ash um, and runs off into the dark- Dark by itself because so many feels uh one thing that it didn't talk about was kukui and the gang like searching for ash and pikachu over the early morning hours uh and how like ash and pikachu come back looking emaciated despite the fact that it's been like two hours probably um i thought it was supposed to represent because they were so sleepy i mean a little bit of both right like they also looked kind of banged up because they were searching through the forest all night uh we then get the 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 thing that i'd like that it didn't show was Gladion uh and Lycanroc hanging out with Umbreon and Lycanroc goes off, Umbreon uh, and Gladion going into a cave, and we get to see Type Null for the first time. Like, why is that not mentioned in here? Like, did that not air in the American episode?
0: Because if it didn't, that's a that's a bad choice. I'm uh, sure it did, but whoever wrote this uh synopsis um obviously thought it didn't merit mention, but to me it super merited mention. It was actually made me more interested. It in type null than i've ever been from playing the game like i thought that the presentation even in that one sequence was really well done yeah and i like
1: how this is also kind of being treated very similar to how in the games uh lily treats nebby like oh you have to be like I can't, i'm letting you out here because you'll be comfortable nobody can see you um and i like the talk about how the mask that it's wearing is clearly uncomfortable for it so man in the iron mask syndrome going on uh, i really wanted that story beat to be be mentioned so I'm glad we both talked about it and found it to be super important Um, otherwise talking about the main point of the episode the evolution into dusk form lichen rock uh, we get that sequence as described with Tapu Lele healing Rock Ruff uh, after having using draining kiss on both of the other lichen rocks and ash to power itself up in order to heal Uh, we get to see the sunset happening and the legendary green flash of light as uh, Spike would have called out relating to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies uh, but we get to see this green flash that is supposed to be like a sign of happiness and whatever for the, those who see it um, and when Rock Ruff evolves into that lichen rock uh, we get to see that its eyes match the green flash color uh, overall I really enjoyed this episode I think this was the right choice of episode sets for us to, or episode for us to finish discussing because it does close out the Akala Island piece um, I was a fan of this episode episode uh Slide Kick, how do you feel about this one
2: i thought it was really great um finally exciting to see someone evolve definitely uh you know the conclusion of a great arc for little rock rough and wonko um and yeah i just i really enjoyed this episode a lot you know it obviously doesn't uh
0: surprise anyone listening to this that i've been struggling to keep my interest in ultra sun and ultra moon but actually this episode made me so eager to go back because i have the rock rough that can evolve into Dusk Form Rock or Lichen Rock, and after watching this episode, I want to do that hella bad. Like that is such a good design, and this episode was so hype. Like I was almost as hype for this episode as I was for the most recent episode of Dragon Ball Super, and that's saying a lot. So I, I was so invested in this episode, so happy with where the Lichen Rock Ash's Lichen Rock story has gone. I, I thought it was really well played. This episode was super well done, had all the feels. Really great evolution episode. Truly like this. <laughs> to (laughs) This, to me, was probably, like, the best episode of Sun and Moon so far, I would think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just super well done. Uh, And that wraps
1: up our anime discussion. Next week, or next episode, we'll be discussing another two or three episodes at our discretion. So, look forward to that. Uh, All that having been said, let's kick it over to Slag Kick for our Pokémon of the Week.
2: Well, in honor of Pokémon Community Day, we have Bulbasaur, or Fushigidane, in Japanese, the Mysterious Seed. He is a Grass Poison-type introduced in... In Generation One, he is Pokémon number one. Bulbasaur, the seed Pokémon, evolves into Ivysaur at level 16, and Venusaur at level 32. One of the starter Pokémon of Kanto from the earliest games, as well as Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yes a Pokedex entry coming from Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is Bulbasaur can be seen napping in bright sunlight there is a seed on its back by soaking up the sun's rays the seed grows progressively larger so Bulbasaur is adorable a small quadruped Pokemon with blue green skin and darker green patches red eyes pointed ear like structures on top of its head and of course has a green plant bulb on the back Uh, kind of a bulb, a bulb dinosaur little guy he's really really cute. Its bulb provides it with energy through photosynthesis and from the nutrient-rich seeds contained within. So, um, Bulbasaur's are typically found in grasslands and forests. Um, but are generally hard to come by in the wild, uh, so are generally found in the ownership of a trainer. Uh, Bulbasaur's bulb will flash blue when it's ready to evolve. Interesting, I actually didn't know that. The first appearance of Bulbasaur, uh, the most notable Bulbasaur in the anime, has been Ash's Bulbasaur, which debuted in Bulbasaur in the Hidden Village, um, and initially was a little bit suspicious of Ash, but they warmed up to each other, and after battling with Pikachu, allowed Ash to catch him. Aww, um,
0: Ash catch. Him.
2: And Bulbasaur was the last of the um, three starter types, of Char- Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. He was the last to remain with Ash until he um, got sent to the lab. So he still Ooh. technically belongs to Ash. Well, it's good just, for him. Yeah. There were some minor appearances, um, but, you know, really, uh, Bulbasaur's biggest star moment was being a well-loved member of Ash's party. I mean, he was... Was really sweet and caring, you know, uh, because Squirtle was kind of just like, "Oh, I'm cool, I'm Squirtle, hey guys, hey guys." Um, And then you know, Charizard definitely had his attitude, but I remember things like Bulbasaur rocking Togepi to sleep and just generally being a good teammate and a friend to all his Pocky friends. You guys have any thoughts about Bulbasaur? Uh,
1: I generally really like Bulbasaur. It's probably my second favorite starter from Gen Uh, One. He's a cute little guy and. uh, like like you said he did have like a really good presence in the anime uh in the early days so yeah i i definitely like him i think he's a cute little guy with a lot on his shoulders like yeah a, a i like
0: on his shoulders i like him a lot and it's enough to the point that i almost want to go back and play smash brothers brawl so i can pick pokemon trainer and have access to a pokemon in that evolution chain but then i remember it's smash brothers brawl and it just makes me hope for bulbasaur in uh, Pokken, maybe the next pokemon g- or smash game also
1: i believe it's ivysaur that you play in uh, so i said one from that yeah. evolution chain oh, no I, w- I was just
0: saying in case you didn't remember which one. oh, oh okay i actually i actually had on that one but yeah, no, I like Bulbasaur a lot. I think Bulbasaur's super cute, and I've always made a joke of saying his name is Bulbasaur. Gross, which is disgusting. And which that's sounds why like a, it's
2: funny. Which sounds like a garbage Pail kid, like but Pokemon, right? Garbage Pail mon. That's just Garbodor. <laughs> Just me.
0: All right. Do we have anything else to say about Bulbasaur?
2: No. So I think it's time to uh, wrap it up, right? Yep. Wrap it up. So we love your feedback. We love your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. We like your Facebook likes. We effing love Twitter.
0: Effing love Twitter. Effing love Twitter.
2: Oops, this is a children's show. Oh, my. We said effing. (laughs) You. Um, we you, have cursed so much today. Oh, shit. Um, well, anyway, you can email us at mail at stabcast.org. Mail, mail at stabcast.org. stabcast.org. And our home base is stabcast.org. Stabcast.org. Spike, give us a few shout-outs.
0: You should go check out the Voice of Geeks Network over at vognetwork.com, where you can hear such shows as GameBooey.org, where Slagkick and I Gameboy.org. talk about left-of-center video game news and views that maybe aren't on your radar but most definitely should be and the ranger pride podcast where myself and shane elenko talk about not so much the current season of power rangers but definitely the current is season that because of um, super
2: sentai is that because ninja steel ended up being a hot mess upon which the power rangers franchise is based You should definitely go check us out. And you know
0: what? We try to keep that show positive, kick, but yes, that is exactly why. Why don't you shout some things out?
2: Ooh, girl, the library is open over at Reading is Fundamental, the podcast for myself, Spike, Delvin from Video Game Realness, and Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio serve tea and dish on everything RuPaul's Drag Race hunt tea. If you like Pokemon beauty contests and things like that, this is basically kind of the same thing. Um, We will be wrapping up our discussion of the very controversial and... um, that's a very Polar-
0: interesting way that you pronounce shit show.
2: Polarizing season of All Stars three, but also immediately launching the following week into season ten. So they, um, you know, airing the All Star season and then the next season of the proper show back to back. So we will be continuing on for a few more weeks at that. I'd also like to shout out to Orange Lounge Radio over on the Voice of Geeks Network, airing live every Sunday from six to about nine p.m. Pacific time, featuring Rob Roberts, Dark Sakura, and Tech Mac. Loki, where every gamer has a voice and to whom we basically owe our podcasting existence. They're the longest-running video game radio show on the internet about video games. Podcast. And Anime buoy is our sister ship, where we give recommendations and news bits. It's a port of call for everything anime that may be on your radar, but most definitely should be. Um, I might as well just be Pikachu talk and say, Pika, 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 because my grammar is no more sophisticated than Pikachu at this point.
1: Disagree. Pikachu has way more interesting things That's to say. That's true.
2: Talking about ketchup and you know all that stuff. Anyways I'd like to shout out to Mythical Pokemon D&D RPG
1: taking two of the best aspects of geek life. GM White Wing hosts a troop of unlikely heroes as they explore the Pokemon world of the past with classic D&D classes and villains. I'd also like to shout out to Very Random Encounter Cast, spun off from the cast of members of Mythical this exciting RPG podcast is random as hell. Each season they play a random pen and paper RPG with randomly generated everything characters, monsters, and more. Uh, with all that having been said and done, Slidekick, I believe we have
2: music. We do. We have music. It's great. Our theme music is Professor Sycamore's Theme by Nathan Sharp, uh, probably more popularly known as Nate Wants to Battle over on the YouTubes and such, where he is well known for his anime covers and parodies and video game covers and parodies and occasionally, like, you know, the good Fallout Boy cover because uh, that's what he does. So So uh, go support him on Spotify, iTunes, preferably iTunes because um, apparently if you... Like, the revenue you get from Spotify is so minimal that it would take, like, forever to equal the revenue you'd get from, like, Bandcamp or iTunes or something. So, uh, F you Spotify, I guess. Uh,
0: but go support Nate Sharp. All right. Well, with all of that having been said, it has been a lovely Sunday evening. Touching base with all of y'all out there in Internet Radio Land. I hope you've had even half as much fun listening as we've had talking. We will be back at you in the next couple of weeks. But until then, keep catching. Keep, keep catching. Catchin'. Keep
2: training. Keep training. Keep training.
0: And, uh, Iwanko to Inochi no Iseki no Mamorigami.
2: Fushigidane, get the
0: Wait a second. Dodge isn't a
1: move. Ash has been cheating this whole time. Alola?
0: Alola! Testing, testing, I'm testing, 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 I am testing. Talking to that mic? Testies, testies, one, two, three. Testing, testing, I would not have expected that to be quite that high, actually.